This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh. 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 What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? <laughs> This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. Where am I? Am I here? There we go. That's much better. Yeah, it's not like I haven't done this before. Uh, it's about eight minutes after the hour. This is a Tuesday version of the Live at Five show on AM 1240. Uh, in about uh, seven minutes, we're going to talk to a guy that uh, wants to be a U.S. senator. Uh, we've talked to Joe Pinion before, former Newsmax anchorman, uh, a standout at Colgate University as a football player and scholar. Uh, smart dude, wants to be your senator, wants to replace the majority leader in the Senate. Our own Chuck Schumer. Tall order, and I've asked him that before when he was on the show about a month and a half ago. He's going to be on again today. The one race that we forget, because you know everyone's looking at Dr. Oz, everyone's looking at Herschel Walker uh, with w- Warlord down there, or Warlock, whatever, the guy who beat up his girlfriend there uh, in, in uh, Georgia. By the way, Herschel Walker behind in that race. And uh, apparently he's got some issues of his own that uh, I don't particularly care about. But, you know, obviously because he's got an R next to his name, like, uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, at the end of the day, t- typically the left loves, you know, people of color. But once you, once you are conservative, whoo And I, I'll ask Joe that. I mean, you know, do you feel ostracized from, from your community because you're a Republican, African-American? I'll ask him that in about six minutes when he calls in. Uh, we set that up with the same people that were uh, also involved with uh, Harry Wilson. Harry! Harry! Harry was a good guy, by the way. He sent me an email thanking me for his, our support and getting him on the air here a couple of times with myself and Jeff. He did win, actually, the North Country, uh, 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 up here in our region at least, in the primary. And, of course, the other big news, a uh, lot of stuff today locally before we get into Joe Pinion. And uh, th- that should be at least 15 minutes, uh, as usual. I mean, the guy's running for senator, so against the most pow- one of the most powerful political figures in our history, our own, sta- our own U.S. senator, I should say, uh, Mr. Charles Schumer. Jeez, uh, I just hope he has even a, a chance. And if anything, it will start his career, and it will, it will blossom from there. But, again, locally, uh, and you heard it on the Hotline Show today, uh, because Jeff, I, Jeff has gotten really advanced in his uh, old age, uh, because playing those sound bites, of course, directly from our friends at News Junkie, and why not? Uh, but he, he just blended the show very well today. Technically, it was magnificent. It's not the easiest thing in the world to get the levels right, to hit the right button, blah blah blah. You're doing it all yourself. We don't have a producer here, but uh, going in and out of the segments from the city council meeting between, and the, uh, we can hear, of course, Mayor uh, Jeff Smith. 
we can hear Cliff only, only Cliff only, and uh, of course your responses, your your comments. Uh, Danny Francis chimed in. Several other people chimed in. Mayo, this is ridiculous. This is an embarrassment. And Danny said, uh, uh, we, we, we need to clean house. And all this. Uh, D- Danny Francis actually sounds like Ross Perot sometimes. Maybe he is Ross Perot. Uh, but v- very, I mean, again, say what you want. I'm, I'm friends with both. I've known Jeff for many, many years. I, uh, the, the infighting going on on camera right there in Chambers. It's not good for Watertown. And what say you about it? Opinion calls Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. How are you doing? What's happening? Hey, just want to let you know I'm call, calling you live from the Jefferson County Fair. Wow. I'm at the 4-H tent down here on the blind guy, and I'm volunteering my time teaching Braille and how to write it, how to read wow. it. Wow. That's great. Uh, hey, you know what? Yeah, blind, so. blind guy, you know what you should do? Is the guy... Uh, 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 sunk the blunt. Whatever it's the guy where you have to throw a ball to get him into the uh, douse him in water. Is he there this year? You know the clown that insults uh, I people. Know. I hate that guy. If I was that guy, I would not call people fat and ugly. Oh yeah, no, I it's okay. Be, He's politically uh, that, that's incorrect. That's really just you know degrading. No, it's not degrading. It's great entertainment. Nice about it. I don't mind somebody hitting a blind guy to soak him. Yeah, that's you what know, I'm saying. The blind guy, that's fine. No, you no, know, we don't want that good. either. We know it would be good if, you know? if, if, if no, no. Hear, hear me out. If they, if if he is there, we should actually instruct you to uh, where to throw the ball. Could you throw a ball and hit the target, and knock the guy in the water? If you could, if you really wanted to, could you throw a ball? No, I couldn't. I I can't see the target, brother. I, you're I, gonna have to have like a thousand balls. I, I can help you. That would be something. I mean, the guy would be, oh, you're blind as a bat. <laughs> and then somehow. Well, I, I will get, I will tell you one thing. I, I played uh, the cow chip throwing contest one year down here. Yeah. And I hit the bullseye being blind, and yeah. I won the freaking event. On that's what I'm saying. You, you've done it before, so we should do the same thing. You're right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Duncan yeah, Booth, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about today, but I just want to give a little plug for right. the Jefferson County Fair. I I know uh, uh, Lefty, he's down here running sound and stuff. Yeah, so he's, he's there every he's, year. He probably, he probably won't uh, be able to call in, but uh, right. anyhow, I just wanted to give a shout-out for the Thanks, my friend. Come on down and yep. Uh, yep. take some 4-H class. Right, class. right, and check right, out. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Right, talk to you. Find out who moved in during the winter. That's what my father would say. He worked at the 75th Precinct there in Brooklyn. It was a hellhole, trust me. And it's the same thing with the Jefferson County Fair. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of line. I'm just I'm talking out loud. But uh, the Jefferson County Fair is a good time to find out who moved in since last year. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to analy- a- a- analyze you know, the, the demographics or the, the landscape of where we are and who's living here. Because you get to see every aspect of socioeconomic uh, uh, levels of of society when you go to the fair, any fair, doesn't matter, this fair, that fair, county fairs. I, there I am, I'm slipping, here I am, I'm slipping once again into my Massey's Furniture Barn voice guy. The doors were closed last night, they will open today at 6 o'clock. Bedroom furniture, lawn furniture. Uh, all right, so uh, Joe Pinion should be calling, I hope I don't have a problem with the phone again, I got all my, all my notes in front of me. Uh, what he's going to talk about? How can uh, how can a, a virtual unknown unseat the most powerful man in politics? How can that happen? Which which is more difficult, uh, toppling um, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer 
or, or taking Maxine Waters out of, out of office, or AOC. Does anyone know? That's a tall order right there. Hi, the Live at Five show. Hi, this is uh, Joe Pinning calling from yes. 515. Yes. Yep, Joe, thank you very much. You go straight through up here in Watertown, New York, Joe. Uh, unlike Newsmax, of course. But Joe Pinion running for U.S. <laughs> Senator against Chuck Schumer. Uh, uh, good to have you back here on the Live at Five show, sir. Great to be with you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So, uh, again, I like covering the basis as far as who you are. You're a young man. Uh, uh, you're born in 83, American entrepreneur. You were former te- television host on Newsmax, which is huge. Political candidate, obviously, of the candidate of the Republican Conservative Party against Chuck Schumer himself. And again, I have a lot of questions and so forth. But first of all, where are you calling from? Uh, uh, where where are you today, uh, Joe? Well, look, we are we were at a press conference earlier today, yeah. uh, talking about the absurd notion that a man uh, who was fighting for his life behind yeah. the counter right. at a bodega would right. be brought up on charges, and now we are on the road en route to Columbia County to help spread the message as we have all across this state since January, that people have a chance to have a choice for the first time in 24 years about the lack of stewardship that we have received down in D.C. while Chuck Schumer has been there advocating on our behalf. Yeah, and by the way, I just want to give you a footnote. This station, uh, although we are a Republican radio station, WATN, our management has decided to, and I want to be very transparent with you, Joe, uh, they, they, uh, every single word of, of the uh, January 6th hearings have been aired right here on this station. In fact, they just ended less than an hour, half an hour ago, uh, before our show started today. Uh, so we are, needless to say, uh, the, our listeners are very upset with that. It was management's decision to do it. But it's amazing because, the, the, and I bring that up simply because, one, we don't like it. But, two, the emphasis in Washington, D.C., Joe, is, is January 6th, white supremacy, uh, a, a revolving door penal system, and no one's paying attention to a, a 61-year-old bodega operator that, uh, up until now, I believe, is still sitting in a jail cell in Rikers. So everything is topsy-turvy. I mean, Their priorities are crazy. I mean, first they tried to put him under the jail with a bail approaching half a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a place where, because of the bail reforms, as they have called it, I mean, we have a revolving door for known trigger men who right. are literally using uh, illegal guns to terrorize communities, turning living rooms into shooting galleries. Right. But a man who was simply doing his job, mm-hmm. sitting behind the desk, at the bodegas that are a critical component of people's everyday lives they are. surviving they are. Uh, in a state and a country where inflation has run amok. You want to put him under the jail? You want to use him and make an example out of him? Right. Uh, it just goes to show people that this goes beyond what they say their objective is. They are effectively saying uh, that the people of this state, the common man, has less rights than the criminal class. Right. That is part of the reason why Chuck Schumer needs to go, uh, because he sits silent why there are these constant assaults on our freedoms, our liberties, and our ability to conduct our lives uh, in peace and tranquility. Yeah, and again, I've, I've been around a little longer than you, but and you, you know uh, Senator Schumer has changed his ways, just like Pelosi. Why is it someone like our senator, Senator Chuck Schumer, kowtows 
to such nonsense. Uh, the district attorney Bragg, do, do you think that you know the senators ever sat him down and say, "What are you doing?" And in fact, if you ha- if you were, took that office, now apparently, you know, our friend Lee Zeldin, if he takes over as governor here, and we hope he does, and I know you feel the same way, he will fire Bragg. But he's he's down by twenty points from uh, from Kathy Hochul. Would you ever have an opportunity, with or without being a senator, Joe, to sit down and talk to the district attorney Bragg and, and say, "Hey, why are you doing this? Well, let's be sensible." Has anyone done that? And what would you do if you were senator? Well, let's be very clear. First and foremost, I think that um, if would it? Oh, you're breaking up, uh, sir. You're in a bad spot. You there? This happens. I forget where he said where he was. To suppress the actual uh, rights and freedoms of people, to make them feel as if they are hopeless. I've taken the call in Chuck Schumer a hostage taker. He takes our dreams hostage with fear. Uh, To your point about the district attorneys, uh, let's be very clear. The overwhelming majority of the people that lose their life or are maimed or brutalized uh, by criminals uh, those people are African Americans and minorities. Yes. Those are the people disproportionately impacted right. uh, by his callous policies right. that are not rooted in the everyday realities of the people. So, yes, I would I welcome the opportunity to sit down with Alvin Bragg and simply ask the question why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, why are you more uh, stringent yeah. with the person who defended themselves than you are with the people who are time after time after time again? victimizing the most vulnerable portion of our society. But as senator, I think one thing that we can do, leverage the power of the purse, say that you cannot use federal tax dollars to defund police departments and use us as lab rats in your social experiment. Uh, when they're sitting here saying they need more data, understand what they mean. More data means more people shot. Mm-hmm. More data means more people stabbed. Okay. More data means more children uh, being caught in the crossfires of irrational violence between the hours of 4 and 6 p.m. Right. Uh, those are lives destroyed uh, that will never be made whole. And the notion that we have people in leadership who, in the face of the data-driven results of the crime, of the despair, mm-hmm. continue to triple down on this policy, lets you know that this has very little to do with public safety and everything to do with control over your everyday lives. We're going to prove them wrong in this election. We're going to build an uncommon coalition, people of all colors, all creeds, all walks of life, uh, because they have a chance to have a choice. And if you're unhappy with the world as it is today, you have to stop voting for the people who built it. We're going to hold them accountable on November 8th. Yeah, i got to ask, a real, uh, here's a question, and I know that you're the type of person to do this. Who could communicate with the inner city, inner city people who are taking advantage of being emboldened by the fact that someone like Bragg or Gascon or other DAs in other inner city areas, that they have been emboldened, sir, where they, get, where they know they can get away with things and therefore they, just, they have this aloof attitude now that, or lifestyle where, hey, I can get away with it because they're on my side. This is my world now. Uh, this is my city. I can throw something at... Uh, we saw a three-year-old the other day attacking police officers in Minneapolis. So when you talk about trickle-down effect, yes, it's going right down to a three-year-old in Minneapolis. How could we stop that? C- could it be the local church ministers, reverends, the politicians? Wh- what could stop this mentality, Joe? To be clear, uh, when people feel as if nothing will ever change, uh, they're inclined to just sit back and Good accept point. the status quo. Uh, So we have to be able to demonstrate uh, the sincerity of our outrage. We have gone from the beginning of this campaign talking about the issues that Chuck Schumer wants to ignore, what we call the untold story of New York, that on his watch we watch 
90% shooting increase in New York City. Yeah, we watched a 30% increase in homicide in New York City. We watched as in horror. New York became a more dangerous place to live than Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. We watched with a bewilderment mm -hmm. as Syracuse, New York became the epicenter for child poverty in the nation. Wow. Uh, with over one out of three black children in the state writ large living in poverty, 58% of the children of all colors and all creeds in places like Syracuse and Rochester right. living in yeah, uh -oh, we in lost. the heart of New York City, in the Bronx, three out of five children living in poverty. That poverty drives the educational disparities. That poverty drives the despair that leads to the crime. Right. And so while Chuck Schumer pats himself on the back saying he brings home the bacon, right. the everyday reality of people all across this state is that their bellies are empty, their communities are less safe. And from the southern border, where we have fentanyl now, right. uh, streaming into every town in the USA, killing people of all colors and all walks of life, mm -hmm. uh, he has failed to protect us. He has failed to deliver results. And if you can hear my voice, yeah. you can vote for me in an effort to make sure we can push back against this neglect that has afflicted our state for far too long. Yeah, so why is it like uh, Mayor Adams, or for that matter, Senator Schumer, or for that matter, Kathy Hochul and others who have more power than, than, than District Attorney Bragg in Manhattan, why do they fear, why aren't they taking care of this? Why are they just looking at the January 6th with, 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 with a, a fever pitch, but nothing to do with the high rate of crime in New York City? Why is this happening? Why is it that New York City yesterday was out here releasing ads about the threat of a nuclear attack on New York City. Yes. Because they are hostage takers. Because they understand concretely that when you have no solutions for the problems afflicting people every single day, right. the things that have people huddled around the kitchen table, the easiest club in the golf bag to go to is the club of fear mm -hmm. to beat people into submission mm -hmm. and so that is what you see here with the political class in new york state the one-party rule tyranny mm -hmm. that has gripped this state for far too long again we are not in this i'm a republican i'm proud of it right but the issues affecting new york state they are not left versus right they are simply right versus wrong it is wrong that we have 60 percent of our children that cannot read at group and the people who are supposed to do something about it won't talk about it. It is wrong to talk about the fact that we have to live in a state where, again, uh, up and down the corridor from Long Island County, New York, we see record levels of crime. Where you go to Chemung County. Uh oh. Yes. All right, we lost you again, Joe. Let's wait for him to come back. The drug problem is so pervasive that it is touching every single aspect of our never even imagined. So these are abnormal conditions brought about by abnormal policies that are not driven by helping your life, right. but driven by holding on to power. Right, but exactly. that power belongs to all the people, and we can get it done in this election to let people know it's time to take your power back. Yeah, now I know, obviously, Maxine Waters is in another state, but she, she's a good example of someone who, in my opinion, Joe, we're talking to Joe Pinion, a Republican candidate against Chuck Schumer this, this November, the one race that people are forgetting about, by the way. But to me, someone like Maxine Waters and many others like her who have been there forever have given up on their own community. And, and yet, when they look at someone like Joe Pinion, when they look at someone like Clarice Thomas and other conservative uh, African-Americans, they shun you. They vilify you. Why is that? Why, are they, why have they given up on their own, and yet they look at someone like you with all the answers, and they look at you as a problem? Look, uh, power concedes nothing without a demand, as the quote goes. We have to demand to be treated fairly and justly. Um, and if we're going to do that, that has to start 
with individuals recognizing that you cannot solve the world by electing the people who destroyed it time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. And so we can encourage people to go to JoePinion.com to learn more about our campaign because this is the year we can break the back of one-party rule. Uh, but it is not about me being the perfect candidate. It is about this being the perfect moment. For all of us, our voices combined, whether they be left of Bernie Sanders or right of Donald Trump, to recognize that we will sink or float and thrive together. Mm -hmm. And on January 7th, Joe... Uh, by the way, you are Joe Pinion III, by the way. On January 17th, you tweeted the following. The promise of Dr. King's dream is vanishing. Too many politicians have focused on left versus right instead of right versus wrong. You are running for U.S. Senate to unseat Chuck Sumer. Go join, go join our fight. So, it really, so you're saying then that left and right is, is a waste of time. We have to assess what's right and wrong in society, Joe. To be clear, you know, I'm, again... Uh, I believe in that tireless dream of America that we all seek. If you remember those words of President Clinton in his second inaugural, whether you voted for him or didn't, that timeless, most quintessential American message that there is nothing wrong with America that cannot be fixed by what is right with America, I believe uh, in that message um, as clearly today as it was when it came off his lips because it encapsulates everything that we are facing today, that it doesn't care what or a Democrat, black or white, parents just want children to be able to have the tools they need to thrive, and the New York that we live in today does not provide them. Whether you are somebody who is a Republican or a Democrat, parents just want to know their child can go to the playground right. without fear of a stray bullet mm -hmm. ending their life. That is not a Republican issue or a Democratic issue. That is just a human issue right. that we should be able to impart to every single person that calls this state home. So any way you want to slice it, this is a moment where people can take off the political blinders in spite of the political theater that right. is unfolding down in D.C. Mm -hmm. and recognize that whether you, whatever you think about January 6th, right. let us be very clear. Right. We had the most effective and efficient dragnet in the history of this country. Mm -hmm. Over 500 people across practically every state of the Union were arrested. Right. They are being held accountable. Either they are acquitted or they are found guilty or right. they are serving time. Right. But the Department of Justice is capable of doing everything Mm -hmm. that the people in Congress pretend only they can do. Right. And all they're doing in Congress is inflaming a nation where the politics of our nation overheated in such a disgusting display that we had people breaking glass at the people's house using the flag of this nation that we love. Right. So when you have these politicians who keep banging on the table, mm -hmm. what they're really trying to do is distract you from the pain that you are experiencing every single day, mm -hmm. the $5,000 right. more a year you're paying on gas, right. Americans right. spending close to $400 million more a day on fuels when they were when Joseph Robinette Biden put his hand on a Bible yeah. every single day. Yeah. That's the Biden tax. That is the tax on middle class Americans. That's why the middle class is going extinct. That's why New York State leads the nation in outward migration. So this is a moment. Again, if you can hear my voice, mm -hmm. you can vote in this election for U.S. Senate. It is the entire state, not a district, yeah. the whole state. Right. Your senior senator, Chuck Schumer, 42 years down in D.C. Yeah. Ask yourself the question, who do you believe is going to fight for you the most? The man who has failed to deliver results or the person asking you to place your trust in my hands as I place my heart in yours and say together, let's go build an America that we all believe in together. Very well said, Joe, as always. And, and that said, you know, let me ask you, your response so far, you've been on the campaign trail for some time now. Again, there's so many other races that people are focused on. They should be focused on your race against the Senate leader and whatnot. But what's the what's what what have you seen so far? How have you been received around the state so far, Joe? 
in Lalo. We've been well received all across the state. I think the, in some ways, uh, the, the humbling part and also the sobering part is that the pain that I saw in my own hometown of Yonkers yeah. is very similar to the pain you see in places like Buffalo, very similar to the pain you see in places like Rochester, right. all across the southern tier, with schools in disrepair, uh, in need of the resources that are uh, necessary to make sure that our kids can actually become the productive adults we need them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at the fact that we have uh, parents who are frustrated by the fact they have zero control right. over the curriculum that's being taught in the schools the kids can't read but they're being taught about sexually explicit materials right, right. at an earlier and earlier age sure. and there is zero recourse for those parents right. we're going to fight to give school choice to every single parent that wants it all across this country uh, that is not just uh, a talk about giving literacy as a human right that is a right that every child should be able to have uh, that is a promise that is embedded in the DNA of who we are uh, so again I think that there is a common pain mm-hmm. that for better and for worse has now extended across political landscapes has extended across up and down the socioeconomic ladder and so we can build an uncommon coalition we can defeat chuck schumer whether the media wants to talk about it or not uh whether chuck schumer wants to utter the phrase joe opinion or not right. the people know that they're in pain and all ignoring these issues are going to do is help us galvanize that coalition faster and faster and it can't come fast enough because november 8th we will say thank you, sir, for your service. But it's time for New York to remember who we are and go in a different direction. Right. And again, I, I'm, I'm, you know, Joe, I'm going to say this. You, you're the you're the one hope. I can't remember anyone who ran against Chuck Schumer. I can't remember. And again, I know I might be sounding out of line, but having you, someone like yourself from Yonkers, an African American, moving up the ranks, you're not a privileged person, you're not a billionaire, you moved up, and to me, that in itself it says so much against a guy who just who just assumes he's going to win every six years. And we got to stop that. I wish you so much luck. How many? How can we find out more? Say your website one more time again, Joe. Look, people can go to JoePinion.com to help us uh, get engaged volunteer. This is going to be a grassroots effort. Come knock on doors if you believe the New York State is going in the wrong direction. Come knock on doors if you feel as if the needs of your children have been placed on the back burner. Come knock on doors if, like my family, you were forced uh, to say goodbye to your loved ones uh, with your nose pressed up against the glass while they gave uh, their last breath in isolation. So this is the moment where we say this is not the America that was promised. And if you join our coalition, help us We'll go build the America that we all deserve. That's awesome. Joe, thank you very much. I, I'm assuming you're going to be campaigning along with Lee Zeldin at some time to show you know, uh, uh, par- party unity across the state, sir? Absolutely. Look, you know, Lee, Lee's got to run his race. They're independent. Uh, the governor's race is different elements than the Senate race, but the common thread is that we have career politicians who have put their head in the sand. And if you're tired right. of neglect, then certainly I would encourage you to vote uh, for Lee Zeldin for governor if you're tired of a senator who believes that your pain should be used as a backdrop for his own press conferences and not to actually shine light on the issues. Go to JoePinion.com. Help us turn the page on this chapter of blind partisanship. Help us build a nonpartisan America that makes sure that every single person's voice will be heard. Senator Joe Pinion. It's got a nice, uh, nice ring to it, Joe. Just, uh, just from say. your lips to God's ears, <laughs> and, and, uh, you, if they can hear your voice, if they can hear my voice, yeah. November 8th, yeah. you can vote for Chuck Schumer. He is your senator, whether you realize it or not. Right. And together, uh, we can say we're going to change the face of this state and the politics that have bound us uh, to the misery we have endured. No doubt. No doubt. No. So many things. Sir, thank you very much. Thanks for the call. Good luck, and we'll talk to you soon, sir. 
Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You know, thank you. It's your opinion, ladies and gentlemen, running for Senate against uh, a very powerful dude. I mentioned that, I think. And i got to do a break because uh, we are already in the second part of our hour here. So let's do this. We'll be back. For too long, liberals in Albany and Ah, welcome back. <sighs> Sorry. All right, so that was uh, it was great from Joe. I wish him well. He knows he's got a to- uh, uphill battle there. So uh, yeah, just vote for Joe Pinion. If you vote for Chuck Schumer, you're out of your mind. That's all you, you know that. Oh, but he's the leader of the Senate. Oh, he could do so much for New York State. Yeah, what has he done for you lately? What will he do for you for the next six years when elected again? All right, so uh, again, let's 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 get out of this funk. Here's the thing. This this story, uh, and you know what? One of these days, if not already, if somebody grabs the video, and I'm talking about a national news service, it could be Newsmax. More than likely, will be like uh, whatever something. I, I don't know the 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 arguments between uh, Mayor Jeff Smith and Cliff only last night could easily go viral. And in addition to that, uh, I'm trying to find the video here. Now I can't find anything. Dip 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 day. Here it was I was praising Jeff for, uh, you know, uh, juggling this that and the other thing. And now I can't even get to the, the point where he was. Where, where the hell am I? News Junkie had the sound bites or the video links earlier. And now uh, my computer's so out of it, I can't find it. But whatever. Um, look, I know I, 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 I can't pass judgment on losing your temper because I have. And, you know, when you're frustrated, again, you know, someone like Jeff Smith, rather not someone, but Jeff Smith himself has been in politics for a very long time. So just like, you know, I, I, it's a bad comparison, but when um, Mitch McConnell saw, you know, Donald Trump moving up the ranks, not to make a comparison between Donald Trump and Cliff only, but Donald Trump was not your prototypical, you know, uh, a politician. So that really rattled Mick, Mitch McConnell's cage. Uh, I don't like this. Uh, talk about uh, draw, uh, drain the swamp. Because, you know, really what, what Mitch McConnell was saying, he was the swamp. Again, not related to what's going on in City Hall, but when you're, uh, 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 when, when you're always part of, of, of government, uh, like Jeff has been when he was the town legislator and he moved up the ranks as city council person again and on again, off again, and now he's in his, what, second term as mayor, he's never seen a guy like Cliff Olney. So when that happens, and this happens in the workplace too, when some new guy or new girl comes in and she does it her way, she's a little outspoken, you know, someone who is so, you know, so stringent to the numbers, to the procedure, that drives them crazy. And I've seen that. And I've, I've been on, the, on both ends of that, really, where you do it one way and someone's like, hey, let's do it this way. No, don't do it that way. And that's the f- level of frustration that you see and, and hear from Jeff Smith. And when that happens, then you start hearing stuff like personal stuff that is exchanged. When, you know, really, what really matters is the city of Watertown and the pe- people of, of Watertown. But when you have this infighting right on camera on Steve Weed Network, uh, you, you, you're just like, my guys, this, this, this is making you guys bad for sure. But it's making the whole city look bad. The city looks bad right now because of what's going on here. But that said, I know Jeff is frustrated because this is we knew we knew on election day that this new new administration certainly with Cliff, and then couple that with the fact that Cliff and and uh, and, and Hickey are, are good friends, and then Ruggiero, who was there already, is, is kind of like you know uh, you know so, somewhat soft spoken up until the time when Cliff and and Hickey got there. Then we had the three to two major. All of a sudden, it flipped from three to two. 
to two to three. And everything changed in city council. And on top of that, uh, the city's endowed or given $21, $23 million from the government. And uh, now, you know, Cliff wants to rebuild everything that uh, fundamentally a a fiscal conservative like Mayor Jeff Smith is is just like uh, outraged about. And it's it's not good for Watertown, unfortunately. It's not. And I don't know if these guys could work it out outside. Jeff uh, alluded today that that uh, Lisa is going to run for mayor. Compo's not. I don't know how Jeff gets this information, but nonetheless, I'll I'll go with it. You know, there's, there's been talk of, you know, Watertown's been around since 1869. It's actually longer than that, but as a city since 1869, and no, we've never had a female uh, 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 mayor. In fact, I, I don't even know we've had a handful of of uh, council people over the years. I don't know why, but it's the truth. So I I think mix that with the fact that Lisa is well liked. Uh, she won very handedly this past November. Um, that she is obviously going to uh, run for mayor. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to run. But at this point, she's definitely a forerunner because she's already in the chair. That kind of helps. Uh, you know, Allison Crossman uh, did a, a very good uh, campaign a couple years back. But people would ask her, why don't you run for council first before you become mayor? Um, but whichever. That's neither here nor there. So now it's this three to two mentality, and it, it's getting on Jeff Smith's nerves. It has been. And he, it's aging him. It, it's got to be. But, uh, you, you guys, all, all I could say is right here is a so-called host here on AM 1240. Uh, take it outside. And I don't mean to go out of the ballroom uh, brawl, but don't bring this to the table in front of people. And, and, if, and, and by the way, if they have spoken outside or, or individually with each other, um, someone's breaking the rules. I don't know which, which of the two it is. And, and it's possible, and I'm just throwing this out, that, that one is provoking the other. Uh, to incite a response. But uh, w- listening to those sound bites today, of course, I listened to them myself, and then, of course, Jeff played them on his show. Um, at times, it's, it's bad. Now, that said, uh, uh, Lisa did make a comment, Lisa Ruggiero, and she said it's the worst she's ever seen. Well, you know, we've been there, too. I mean, you're sitting there. I get that. But I think everyone can make that assessment. Seeing this live, many of you did. Seeing it later, last night, we knew it was going to be a reckless administration for at least two years. Uh, and it is. It really, really is. 755-1240 is the number if you want to reach out to me and talk about that. Someone was on the phone. I'm sorry. I just had to go off on my little stint here. Uh, so if you want to call in right now, do it. 315-755-1240. What a beautiful day it's been. It's one of the most beautiful summers I've ever seen little dry. It did rain a little bit last night. We could use more, that's for sure. The grass in certain areas is already burnt out. This, that's kind of early for the summer. But I can't complain. It's not uh, oppressively hot like it is in so many areas. It's 104 degrees today in Dallas. Dallas. Hi, you're in the air. Yes, one. The problem with the three new council people is... Well, it's not new. Only two of them. Are. Go ahead. New. Well, Lisa. The three, the three people that are together Yeah. is that they promised so many things that they shouldn't have promised that now they're back in the corner. Right. they got to do it. They have to go through with this. Right. Right. They can't change their mind. They have no mind changing. Right. They can't sit down and say, you know what, $4.2 million That's a lot of money. is way too much money. Right. We can't do it. They can't say that. What? But they can are I, can I in just... a tight corner right now. But... If they would have said... During the election, before the election, if they would have said, duh, when the people asked them about the pool and this and that, 
if they would have said, well, I'll try. Right. If they would have said that, right. they would have never got elected. Right. But they promised right. the people right. that they are going to get what they want, right. even though the city can't afford it. Well, they can. Remember, no, they but remember the COVID money. That's 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 leveraging all their promises. So that that caveat right there is is disrupting things here. Now again, I don't know if the COVID money is even available. I th- I'm pretty sure it is. So I think, hey, when you're when when you're a drunken sailor and you got more money in your pocket than you bargained for, what are you going to do? You can spend it. Oh, jeez, I got more money in my pocket. Let's go to another bar. Oh, uh, we, is $4 million just to fix a pool on the north side? Well, I promised it. We have the money thanks to COVID. I, I could keep my promise. Would you say that based on the fact that we have an abundance of refund of money rather available at our expense or at its disposal, I should say, that that's what's crippling everything right now? That's what's making it possible. And you know what uh, will get rid of that money? Yeah. Real fast, and I mean fast, yeah. would be... Repairing the city. Right. That money would be gone in a heartbeat right. if they did the things. Right now, mm-hmm. I've seen three or four pipes burst in the last week. Yeah. Right. And they've had, because they're so old, right. the infrastructure is so old in the city right. that um, it's just unbelievable how right. they think. Right. I wouldn't vote for any of them, and I will not. Do you think that, do you think, you know, again, do you think that because they have so much leverage over Jeff and Compo, uh, Smith and Campos? That they're giddy and that 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 they're having fun with this because it is a three to two scenario and the money itself is a factor. Oh yeah, that's a big factor. They promised that when they were running, right? That the, the three of them were going to change the city. Yeah, and everybody knew it was going to be three. They're to the two. Chuck Schumer of Watertown. So, oh yeah, they're they're running giddy. They're happy. They could do this. Right. But I'll tell you something. This is reckless. They're not doing the city any service at all. No. And I said from the start. That only was going to be trouble. And guess what? Yeah. He is. And he started this, and he's disrupted um, the uh, meetings, and that he promised to do that. And uh, like I said, I said he was going to be trouble from the start, and he is. Thanks. Uh, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Not to mention, uh, he was up there with, uh, what's his face, from the uh, fire department. Uh, they walk up on top of the roof there as if they're engineers. And that was part of the dispute between Jeff and Cliff. It's like, well, what if he gets hurt? You know, everyone throws that in there. That's never going to happen. The guy was a fireman. But nonetheless, it, it is a concern. But the more importantly is like, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. He ran for city council. He's not an engineer. He could be pretty handy. He might be able to, you know, build a deck. But here's the thing about Cliff. I mean, I, I, you know, Cliff, and you know, he, he, he is, he's dedicated to his job. One, one, first and foremost, he has a lot of conviction, and he has a lot of passion for this. But you know what? One other thing, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of time. So he's dedicating pretty much. I don't know if he, I, I, I can't say that Cliff is a nine to five city council person. It is a part time job, and for as long as I've lived here, it's always been addressed that way by sitting council people. People have either had their own business, their own job, working for the county, the state, the banks. This was a side job. Cliff, this is a full-time job. Pat Hickey, this is a full-time job. Uh, Miss Ruggiero, she's got property. She, she's a real estate broker. But, you know, she, she's her own boss. So the three of them re- really probably spend more time as council people than average council people who work for a managed city government uh, system, where it is, in essence... A 15 to 20 hour a week job. 
if that. M- most people over the years barely did that. They just showed up every two weeks and then realized, geez, this was a pain in the neck. I got to go to parades. I got to go to uh, fires. I got to go to city council meetings every other week. Sometimes after Memorial Day when I'm supposed to be on vacay. No, never mind. These guys are dedicated. You got to say that. But uh, taking it upon yourself to be an engineer when you're not, uh, that's, I don't know, that's a little questionable. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how you doing? What's that? It's the Duff Man. Yeah, it's, it's still a part-time job. Right. Um, Not to those guys, Judge, though. Judge Janine ran for state or uh, Senate. Oh, she did? It's either Schumer or Gillibrand, yeah. Yeah, that was and the I'm time when she lost page nine or something. Yeah, I remember that press conference. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, yeah she ran. She was a DA or something like that. Yeah, uh, Westchester, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that whole deal, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is embarrassing. Um, probably should have been handled better. But, you know, if somebody uh, pokes you long enough, you're going to blow up. Right. All right. And, uh, you know... You know, say what you want, but, you know, there was a meme on uh, Facebook that uh, Cliff had put on right before the meeting. So, I mean, he's just been poking Jeff and poking Jeff. And finally, Jeff lost his temper. He probably feels bad about it. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, that stuff's going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. Listen, I got We knew I, there was going to be friction. I, I, hate to, I hate to knock you off the air right now. I'm running out of time, but I think Jeff's on the phone. So let me take this from uh, Mayor Jeff Smith. Uh, oh, Duff. cool. Good oh, enough. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Is this you? Yeah. Uh, oh, Je- uh, Mayor Jeff Smith. How are you, sir? Hey, I don't. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. You, I heard your your ears were ringing. <laughs> it, well, I, I just turned on your show as I was driving home, and uh, you know, it's interesting how you know people want to portray what the frustration is. Yeah, and, it is frustrating. You know, it, it, it it's frustrating to a degree when you you know you've got completely different political philosophies of mine of a liberal majority that is really spending the city's money into oblivion of $4 million pools, right, right. new flagpoles, right. voting themselves raises, right, right, right. Uh, $1.23 million in new city employees in the budget, uh, looking for environmental stuff where golf carts were parked at the Thompson Park yeah. and there was nothing there. Right. That's frustrating, and, and at the end of the day, that doesn't personally hurt Jeff Smith. Um, it's not going to hurt my finances in the future. Uh, what it's going to do is hurt the average person in the city, which is shameful. What's frustrating is, you, you know, you had the three majority that hired an engineering to a job. Right. They went out there and they did a job and they gave her a report. Now, if Councilman Only or Ruggiero or Hickey or anybody wants to go look at the building, that's fine. And, and, but it's the deceit and misleading. So you'll have Councilman Only say, well, I sent an email that he wanted to go. He did, right. but he said himself. Right. That's not, not even a city place. Right. They don't have credentials as an engineer. They're not contracted by the city. Up on a ladder, on top of a roof, and according to only looking for clients. Right. Well, our job as elected officials are is to protect city residents right. and protect the city of Watertown. That is just strictly putting the city at risk. In addition to 
the almost $14,000 you spent to hire a professional company to second-guessing them, or his continuous childish cartoons about city employees. On Facebook, If you want to do them about me, have at it. Right. But city employees that are doing their jobs as professional and and him him mocking them, it's just completely unprofessional, and and it gets frustrating. Then when you try to bring the issue up, He's continually interrupting or trying to change right. the topic. He's getting away with he's it. Talking he, yeah. about he's pushing the past the election. Right. And then he hit an all-time low, of, which I've never seen in local politics. I don't even think in national politics it's done. What's that? He put my wife in a meme. I, I mean, that's just the lowest of low you can be. And I told him, my wife and my family are off limits. They didn't run for office. I ran for office. You want to put your cartoons about me had it but that's the character so you know what's the denominator here what's changed look again it's not gonna hurt jeff smith different political philosophy that's what the voters wanted that that all that spending of money it's going to be gone and then the people left look you, you pay $4 million for a new pool. That's all wonderful, great, sounds great. Right. What about now the future operating costs? Right. Right. Every year, each pool is going to be $100,000 to operate. So what happens when all that ARPA money is gone and we still have city street water lines busting and burning? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Have to go. I, I, well, let me ask you, Jeff. I'm running out of time, but here's the thing, and thank you for calling. And this is a big pressing issue, and the city at this point is 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 definitely at a crossroads as far as its leadership is concerned. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the communication, obviously, that people are talking about. But again, yeah. I'm not going to ask the question whether or not Watertown should have a strong mayor like Ryan uh, Wilkinson was talking about years ago and whatnot. But it, our managed form of go- our managed government system that we have, created in 1921 by William Shepard, by the way. It must be frustrating for you. I mean, I know it used to be the three to two. Now it's two to three, whichever which way you want to look at it. But the, the, I mean, this whole system once once the tides turn, you are almost and don't take this wrong, Jeff. You become powerless, and that must be frustrating for you. Is that true? Those things are frustrating. I think for anybody, it's just because of a different. But but I look at it as look, I I'm doing this job to help community out. In fact, years. I lose dollars from personal income of extra shifts and things that I could be doing. Lost a lot of money. I'm not doing this for no. You're not. No. You work two jobs as because I care about the community. Right. So I have a different philosophy. So when I look at things and I say, "Look, I came from nothing, Mm -hmm. so I, I had to earn everything that I've got, and I appreciate that." Right. And so I try to look out for the people of the city of Water. So. Instead of taking $4 million, wouldn't it be nice to be able to go to the city taxpayer and say, you know, in this great time of inflation, we're going to make sure that your taxes aren't going to go up for the next several years. Mm-hmm. Right, or right. we're going to fix Especially these more days. streets, or we're going to fix more water lines. Right, right. And we're going to invest that. We've already got two pools, right. so it's not as if we're not providing certain services. Right. Um, it, it, it just, to me... And if I'm in the minority, I'm in the minority. To me, it's a waste of dollars. Right. At some point in time in the near future, the hydro contract's going to end. Right. The ARPA money's going to be gone. Right. You're going to then have your annual... What happens when 
the grant for the firefighters is gone. Right. What happens when the ARPA money's gone and you've got the $1.2, $1.3 million in new and city employees? Right. What happens when you spent $4 million out of your general fund right. and now you've got annual operating costs and maintenance for three pools instead of two? Right. That money's going to run out. It's going to run out. But I, 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 and, and here's the thing, though, Jeff. Are, are they, are, are, you know, this three to two uh, scenario and, and up and coming uh, uh, elections and so forth, are they just doing this to double down to purge you out? Is that what, what's happening here? Well, I don't know, but I, I think if you take a look at the city, um, and, and I won't say who told me this, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, that are, are middle income or are doing better right. are voting with their feet. They're leaving the city. Yeah, right. Um, and, and it's sad because it's going to hurt the city long term. It'll be Ogdensburg. And it, it, yeah, it, I mean, you're going to just move right outside the city or, or other areas, right. and it's shameful because it's, good, it's not going to help the city. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what I think voters have to look at. Um, again, but the frustration last night was, look, I, I get them in the, the minority. Right. I get that there's a liberal majority that's spending money crazy. Right, right. And it's well, I'm going to say one more. There could be a silent liberal majority in in the city right now, Jeff, and that that the demographics have changed, which is how Cliff got in there to begin with. Um, I think, like Margaret Thatcher, you know, used to say, socialism is great until you run out of other people's money. Exactly. To spend. So, yeah. and what uh, happens when the money's gone? But well, let me I mean, add, real quick. I got a minute left. COVID, the COVID money, is that hurting things because it's available to us? Is that why they're on a spending binge because of the twenty-one million dollars? Well, well, that in part, and uh, so you have inflationary issues that are driving up tax, uh, uh, gas prices, for example. And so, when you go put gas in your car at five bucks a gallon or diesel at six, right. um, the extra tax, the city gets a windfall, windfall uh, because of sales tax. Right. But right. what what happens during inflation is they raise interest rates and they want to cool down the economy. Right. They want spending to go down. So what happens when now spending goes down and those sales tax dollars go away? Right. Listen, I got economics one hundred and one. Thank so you, Mayor. You, you got to yeah. start looking out into the future. Listen, uh, just calm down. We're with you, Jeff. I am. I'm your friend. Uh, I see your level of frustration. Thank you for calling, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you, Glenn. I'll talk to you. Uh, that's uh, Mayor Jeff Smith telling it like it is here on the Live at Five show. Uh, what a show it's been. And we had talked to uh, Joe Pinion to begin with. AM twelve forty WHT. What time makes us legal? Up next, CBS News. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Parts of a 77-minute security video from Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, has been leaked online. It was published by the Austin American Statesman, and we have a clip, but we warn you, it's disturbing. 